Hello, hello, audio apocalyptica. This is Johnny Franks on Active Radioactive Radio for everyone who pines for the days of pines. Those were a kind of tree, right? Johnny thinks so. Coming to you live from my mountaintop bunker with an energy and excitement that belies the inner turmoil that plagues this exceptional specimen. Because it seems that when Johnny spoke in haste before, that was also speaking in haste, and perhaps we're seeing some sort of pattern emerging that would make Johnny uncomfortable if he thought about it for too long. But sometimes, well, sometimes even the most sure-footed of starry romances can find the rocky ground wobbly beneath their feet. And what I'm trying to say is, it's over between me and Johnny, too. Now, now, I I hear your wails of heartbreak and and pleas for answers, but my private life will remain just that. Love is never easy. Suffice it to say, there are some problems with human-robot relations, and let's say no more about it. But if you want to look on the bright side, this means Johnny's single again, my babies. Hit me up with your love letters, and let's make some sweet, sweet textual love. Because that's the only kind of love Johnny does. Sweet, I mean, not textual. Though that's fine, too. Johnny is here for all your loving needs. As long as your loving needs can be met from afar, with several solid feet of concrete and steel separating my youthful, non-irradiated body from yours. But I'm also here for your news needs, because Johnny knows you need the news. Kapow! Hmm. Okay, uh, but before I read this out, I want you to know they're all right. I mean, certainly worse for wear, but they should make a full recovery, got it? So just tone your panic meter down a notch as you listen to this. I mean, you should panic, just not all the way. Go like 80% panic. Ahem. Not too long ago, I told you about a raid on Oksana's by some bandits and how they were defeated and repelled with the help of the LT, and how that caused bandits from all over Lefton to unite under a common banner, calling themselves the Ravagers. Well, the Ravagers hit Barstow in what can only be described as a devastatingly coordinated attack. Both Oksana's and Janice's shops were decimated simultaneously. Such were the overwhelming, perfectly timed assaults that no one was able to come to the aid of their neighbor, and the end result is a town in ruins. Uh, more ruins than it was in before, anyway. Oksana, Katrina, and Janice were all left within an inch of their lives, but thankfully, Trusty Willa was on hand to make sure those lives hung on. And I gotta tell you, they were left alive by design. To send a message to everyone else out there, and let me tell you, it's received loud and clear. And where were the LT in all this? Nowhere to be found. Don't they have a responsibility to keep protecting those who need it? Or, or, do they not? Johnny's really not sure, so let's start a conversation. You let me know what you think. What do I think? I think I need time to think. Let's all take a breather, shall we? Here's Mile 12 with Heartbroken. Oh 
I felt the same way. I tell you true, I swear, but I won't lie to you. Just to lie with you, can't turn the back now. I know what I should do. Let's all pretend I didn't just give you an unintentional window into my soul, shall we? Now, you want to know what I think about this whole Ravager situation? Even if not, you're going to hear it, because it's my show. (laughs) What are you going to do, turn the radio off? So, I think, well, I think, as I said before, that the LT is at least partly responsible. Before the LT, BLT, if you will. These bandits were nothing more than occasional roaming bands of idiots. Sure, they were dangerous, but five dangerous dummies are easier to deal with than dozens who are well-armed with plans of attack and actual strategy. They could never have done this much damage before. And speaking of, look what one of my mighty mechanical monstrosities picked up on its travels. Oh, man. 
And that Oxana lady had food, and we needed it. And that Janice lady had weapons, and we needed them. Are you afraid of us toots, normal ravagers? Do not be. If you do not have food or weapons, we will very likely leave you almost totally undestroyed. Yeah. But do you want food and weapons? Because, see, you know, we know how to get them, bro. Yeah, and you know, we are also the creators and purveyors of Zoomalong. <laughs> no better caffeinated brandy in all of Lefton, my bros. So we totally get back to the community and such. So come join us today, won't you? We are not weirdos, and I am Ravager Rodney. And I am Ravager Roger. No relation. <laughs> and this is all perfectly normal. Amigo, yeah. Sure. Ravager, Roger, and Rodney. What the shit kind of names are those? But, uh, CLT, don't be mad at me for holding you accountable for the Ravagers because now I've played their ad, and I'm also partly responsible. And look, what I'm saying is, we're all of this together, right? Yep, there's a pattern to my behavior that's somewhat troubling. Even to me. Let's deftly deflect by digging down deep to find Lizzie Miles and my pillow and me.
I know those feelings, Lizzie. I really do. And what do we do when we want to distract ourselves from our feelings? We read the mail. Well, well, well. Guess what we have today? Longtime listener, second time writer at Alien Geek writes You're telling me there are people who live out in that hellish wasteland? Some giant pounded at our mineshaft entrance, shouted something, and ran off, leaving some kind of fabric pipe bomb. <laughs> Look, Felicia, I know you and I are close and on good terms, which is why you let me call you by that name I gave you. So, as your friend, I gotta ask. What radio show have you been listening to? Of course there's people out there in that hellish wasteland. Do you think I sit here in front of some computer getting all my many and varied friends to record their voices and send them in like this is some scripted fictional nonsense? And then what? I suppose I mix it all together with magic and then it sounds just like a real post-apocalyptic radio show? I mean, come on, who's got that kind of time? What would even be the point? I mean, sure, it would be fun and entertaining and a great diversion or escape from the humdrum existence so many suffer, but truly, I mean, there are better ways. But no, no, Felicia, Johnny's really real. So is Remick. And Oksana. And Katrina. And Janice. And Willa. And Julio. And GX500. And Lieutenant Lucy of the LT. And also Ravagers Roger and Rodney. I mean, as if someone would make up some guys and call them Ravager Roger and Ravager Rodney. That would be idiotic. Such stupid names. It's true, Roger and Rodney. It's true. Sorry, not sorry. You know who else is real, Felicia? You. And that giant leaving the fabric pipe bomb? I got a feeling he is, too. And his name might just be... Joe. Hello, hello, what a happy day. 
Anyway, hearing about you making friends does my sexy heart good, Joe. But leaving strange objects outside unsuspecting people's doors is no way to live a life, my friend. As you may be heard, Felicia was a tad freaked out, and I can't say I blame her. So I suggest, why I suggest, you knock right on her door, Joe, and you say hello. And you ask, you ask first, Joe, if she'd like any socks or pipes. And she'll see you're a real live fellow human, well, one assumes. And maybe you can find something in each other that you've been looking for all along. I'm talking about friendship, yes. The kind of bond never to be broken, no matter how busy either of you gets. Even if you can't always go visit each other and play the same games you used to all the time, and yes, of course, we're still talking about you. And then maybe, just maybe, everyone will be socked and happy, and nobody will ask me about knitted goods ever again. Now here's a lady who will sock it to you, but only in the metaphorical sense, thank goodness. Unless you steal her kitte elegante. Hey Johnny, it's Remick. So weird how last time I sent you a file talking about my date with the mayor's muck shoveler and you had a date, or whatever that actually was, with Johnny too at the same time? Hope things are good with you on that front because they're pretty good on mine, I'm going to be honest. I mean, yeah, a muck shoveler shovels muck, I'll admit it, but not in bed. <sighs> that probably goes without saying, but it's just really nice to have true companionship again, you know? I'm sure you know what I mean. I can only imagine things are so hot and heavy with Johnny 2 right now, there's steam coming out of his ears. Literally, steam. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. High five. And do you know what else is worthy of a high five? Oh my god, I found Dexter's fourth log. I told you I was the best. I mean, you knew, because of course you knew. Everyone knows. I'm the best. And now, drumroll please. Here it is. Dexter Benchley, Log 4. Trying to stay strong, but it's hard sometimes. I've been out here a while, and I don't know what I expected. I didn't think it would take this long. That was probably foolish. <laughs> no probably about it, actually. Maybe I was overambitious. I'm not giving up, but sometimes... I feel like I want to. Then I look at Henrietta, and I remember you. The way your hand fits in mine. I miss you so much. But you're why I'm doing this. You deserve better. And I'm going to find it. I hope. You know, I'm really glad things have turned around for Dex. That's what I call him. We're buds now, since I'm his boss at the candy shop and all. Well, turned around since he made that fourth log, anyway. Since he's been here in Clanktown, seems like he's got newfound hope or something. It's contagious. Brightens everybody's day just to see him. He's always talking about his old home, though. Usually to this doll he carries around with him everywhere. I haven't asked him about it because I don't want to pry. Though, if he hears this... Um... Hey, Dex. How... How are ya? a nice doll and all. Um, I gotta go. Well, Remick, Johnny's very happy for you in the mayor's muck mover. I'm glad you seem to have found what you're looking for. 
Even if Johnny didn't have quite the level of luck that you did, I mean, I'm magnanimous enough to be happy for my friends, even when things are shit for me personally. You see? This is me being happy. But thanks again for the update, Remick. It's nice to know I can count on you, like clockwork, to get your reports in. And good work finding that fourth log. You've heard her say it before, but I'm gonna make it radio celebrity official. Remix, the best snaker who ever snaked. And if anyone has a problem with that, they can take it up with Donnie Blanks. That guy's a prick. But I'm not, so send me your mails, why don't you? Hit me up at Mountaintop Stud on the Twitters, or stuff my inbox at host at active radioactiveradio.com. And include OK to air so the world can hear just how much you love me. Until next time, my audio apocalyptica. Keep forging friendships, keep love alive, and keep your Johnny Franks. Active Radioactive Radio, Episode 7 Johnny's a Broken Man. Featuring the voice talents of Jack Kalk as Johnny Franks. Zeke Alton as Roger, Philip Weber as Rodney, Philip Weber as Joe, Jesse Moore as Remick, and Dave Morgan as Dexter. Written and directed by Jeffrey and Susan Bridges. Joe's Question, written by Dragon X Blink. Assistant Director, Anna Rodriguez. Active Radioactive Radio theme taken from Main Stem by the United States Army Band Pershing Zone. Featured music selections. Heartbroken by Mild 12 at mild12bluegrass.com and My Pillow and Me by Lizzie Miles. Active Radioactive Radio, created by Jeffrey and Susan Bridges. Copyright 2016, Pendant Productions. For more information, visit pendantaudio.com. Thanks for listening. Attitude to Donnie Bryce should such a person actually exist. If you have a problem with the use of Donnie Bryce's name, please take it up with Dexter Benson or on second thought, just go ahead and attack. <laughs>